0: Welcome to the first episode of Kicking the Copier, something new we're going to try out with the broken copier. Shorter episodes where we offer not a solution necessarily, rather an idea for teachers akin to a copier kick based on our own experience and thinking in the classroom. These won't be long, only five, seven, eight minutes, but we hope they can be valuable in offering ideas and also potentially beginning conversations around topics worth having conversations about because... Sometimes kicking the broken copier works, right? So without further ado, our first episode of Kicking the Copier. Don't try to catch your students cheating. The panic about what artificial intelligence will do to our classrooms is real, and in my opinion, somewhat deserved. Not that panicking is helpful, but rather that the paradigm shift is already underway and what education will be for the next era as a result of artificial intelligence. Talk to teachers about it, though, when often the conversation narrows to a simple question. How can I stop my students from cheating? This was centered on the New York Times Daily podcast recently with the interviewed professor observing, I quote, now I can't go to any student post and know if I'm reading what a student wrote. They then went on to add, I'm going to be fighting this it feels like betrayal. Schools across the country have tried to ban ChatGPT and other AI tools, but that does little to stop students from using them, with roughly one in four teachers admitting in a recent survey that they caught students cheating with artificial intelligence in the past school year. And with it soon to be embedded within Google Docs, for example, the inundation of artificial intelligence is vastly outpacing any means we have to stop it. Regardless, though, I think stopping it is the wrong way of thinking about this for teachers, and that's essentially my argument today. As a teacher, I'm worried about the trap that is taking a deficit mindset with how we approach student work, as if the first step we have to take for every essay and project is to take a magnifying glass to scrutinize every word for that gotcha moment. Here are three reasons why I would caution against that approach. The first is that you only have so much time and energy as a teacher, and I believe it is a waste of the resource that is your own authentic perspective and feedback to go hunting for potential cheating. Let's say that I have allocated roughly 10 minutes to read and offer feedback on a given piece of student writing. If I spend my first read looking for potential cheating, that might be three or even five minutes, or in other words, up to 50% of my feedback time, time that could have been Much better spent, I'd offer, by looking for areas to affirm and strengthen, to help students get better. In other words, what our job is actually about, right? What about online tools like Turnitin that can instantaneously catch cheating? Well, that leads to my second reason. They don't really work. They tend to be trained on versions of AI that are behind the current ones available to students. And even if they detect potential AI use, according to one professor, Ethan Mollick, there is no way to prove anything. And there are high false positives for non-native English speakers with these tools, making them not just ineffective, but potentially harmful to use in a classroom. And this gets to my third and probably most important reason. You cannot, cannot put yourself as a teacher in a position where you falsely accuse a student of cheating. I'd rather a thousand students get away with something, then break the trust with one student who genuinely did their best. The core of our work as teachers is about building trust and helping students see their own potential in order to work towards it. And all of that can be eradicated by a single false accusation. Do not, I repeat, do not put yourself in that position with a I have to catch all cheating mindset. So those are my main arguments. It's a poor use of your time and energy, The tools available are not reliable and potentially harmful, and a false accusation can destroy trust with a student. But I'm sure a lot of you listening are still wondering, so what do I do about this cheating problem? Just ignore it? Not necessarily. Here are some steps I'm taking proactively, and the key word here is proactively, in order to help avoid that hunting for cheating mindset from feeling so necessary in the first place. The first is trying to bring in a balance of different writing and assessment opportunities into the classroom, especially early in the year, including handwritten and in class, in order to get to know students as writers and thinkers individually, which gives you a foundation to better navigate all of this going forward in the school year. How you start the year will make a big difference with how the rest of the year plays out. The second, I believe, is that communicating supportive policies for students around grading can make a real impact here such as extensions, limited or even no late penalties, and opportunities for revisions or reattempts. As often, plagiarism is the last step in the story. That There's a story of behavior and choices that lead up to the ultimate choice of plagiarizing. And a lot of times that comes, begins with a lack of confidence or fear about grades. If you have a classroom, though, that is generous to the individual circumstances of students and flexible around multiple attempts at learning, can eliminate a lot of the reasons to cheat in the first place. For major assessments, though, if you want to really be proactive and being aware of what students are doing throughout the assessment process, one tool that I use is creating the Google Docs myself and then sharing them with students to write on, which gives me the ability to see the word-by-word progress on the document itself, along with an array of other benefits. Does this stop all types of cheating? Of course not. But it didn't before either when a student could hand their laptop to a friend or have their parents revise before submitting, leading to all sorts of other equity issues too. Ultimately though, this gets to something that is at the un- is underneath all of this. What lasts long-term in our class are the skills students take away. And as cliche as that is, wherever students take shortcuts or cheat, they're stripping themselves of the real opportunity to get better in the way that matters in the long term. I tell this to students because I genuinely believe it. The cost of cheating is the lost learning, and that's a cost that happens regardless of whether you catch them or not. So what is really to be gained with focusing so much on the catching anyhow? Again, I'm not arguing here that we should dive into using AI unabashedly and without restraint. There are real problems around AI, and I'm just as worried about people leaning into it too aggressively. Today, though. I'm simply offering that as teachers, we cannot let this new change to the education landscape change the way we look at our students. We need to always see them and their work with an eye towards their strengths and their potential. Nothing should change that, not even ChatGPT.
1: The Broken Copier is an independent, listener-supported podcast for teachers. The show is written and hosted by Marcus Luther and myself, Jim Mares. I do editing and sound design for the show as well. Thanks to Casey Roberts, a blues musician born and raised in the Mississippi Delta, for writing and supplying original intro music. Thanks to Tom Chitari, a jazz musician, composer, and teacher currently based in Australia. Right now, you're listening to Woodstock from his album Garden, available now on Spotify. You can stream his music under the name Uncivilized. Fun fact about the album, it includes vignettes from a single called Rain Stomp, which was originally written to support Stacey Abrams' Fair Fight Action Network for Super Tuesday in 2020. Check out all his work at GuitarUncivilized.com and UncivilizedTom.com, where you can sign up for guitar lessons on Zoom, just like I do. Links are in the show notes. Thanks very much to my sister, Courtney Malavik, for the graphic design you see on our social media and episode posts. Thanks to Brandon Piasecki for helping to get this project off the ground. The goal of the show is to connect with a passionate, diverse group of educators, bring helpful analysis and collaboration, and celebrate everyone doing the hard work in the classroom. We hope to connect and direct time, resources, and energy towards concrete efforts that will improve student outcomes, especially in marginalized and underserved communities. We are not the only ones doing this. We wanna honor and say thank you to the many educators out there past, present, and future who already understand their classroom practice through a lens of social justice and change.